Hey, Hit Factory listeners. If you're enjoying and want even more Hit Factory, including the entirety of this episode, consider becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com slash hitfactorypod. For just $5 per month, you'll get access to our premium biweekly episodes, bonus episodes, and a lot more. Thanks for listening and supporting. He also did uh, an interview in 1993 with an anime magazine called Animerica. And they were kind of talking to him about Porco Rosso because uh, up to that point, it had been his biggest commercial success, both in Japan and abroad and in North America when it eventually came over, I guess. Um, And he says this about it. He says, it was an unexpected hit. I was telling everyone, this one's not going to go well, so don't get your hopes up. To my mind, animation is for children. Porco Rosso flies in the face of that assumption. Moreover, as a producer, I still think Porco Rosso is too idiosyncratic a film for a toddlers to old folks general audience. That it turned out to be a hit was an unexpected stroke of luck. It's actually kind of disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Bless him. Yeah. I mean, it just feels very characteristic of Miyazaki. And Adam, you can probably speak to this a lot as sort of like our designated Miyazaki head, but there's something... Uh, he's so kind of like stark a human being sometimes for someone who makes such like beautiful animation. Like the, his, his quotes are often very not, not dour, but he has like a, a, a kind of like cutting sort of uh, clarity to the way that he speaks sometimes that uh, it, it just is like a funny, almost like contradiction about the man. People always talk about how, like, he talks about Goro, his son, in, like, very, <laughs> very explicit terms, you know, very, yeah. um, oh, he shouldn't have been an animator, oh, you know, he doesn't have the, the balls for this, you know, whatever. And um, <laughs> that's the most obvious example of, like, you know, children in his work are very often, you know, the good guys, you know, it's always, like, when you look at, like, Ponyo, for example, right, you know, that's mm-hmm. a movie just about childlike joy, and then you look at, you know, how he was as a father and you're just like, that, that doesn't really translate. But uh, <laughs> right. I, I mean, the father in that movie is absent, so maybe it does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. Um, the sort of joy that uh, or not joy, but because a lot of his movies are bittersweet in a way, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, even this one, you know, it, it doesn't end on like a real definitive note. And even though he he does make, you know, Totoro, even though he does make Spirited Away, it feels like he puts all of his happiness into his art and none of it into his own life. <laughs> yep. <you know? laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's kind of morose sometimes about things. It's I'll like, take it. I like that his happiness also comes with grotesqueries in like all of his films, yeah. you know, like this film, I think felt like of the ones that I've seen and I haven't seen his entire canon, but I've seen quite a few felt like one of the most uh, for it being a flying pig, like down to earth, like restrained. I'll say Mm -hmm. like, there's not a lot that happens in terms of like the plot being very like serpentine or, um, you know, too much sort of like, um, magic and fantasy it's it's a pretty grounded story and uh and only has a couple of place like actual locations that it goes versus you know um something else like even the boy and the heron which is just like all all over the cosmos um 
it gave me more room to appreciate the ways in which he injects wonder in other ways. Like he's very good at doing visually and coming up with these characters that you're like, how did this like exist in his brain? And then he like drew it. Yeah. But in this film, I, there were like other things where I was like, just like marveling at them and found the same like level or same sort of like, bent towards fantasy and like the mix of like something that's fascinating and beautiful but also kind of grotesque that he has in his other films like I still found a lot of like beautiful flourishes of like imagination and fantasy even in a story that was like much more restrained in terms of like where it goes and what the stakes are Um, it's not cosmic right like some of his other stories are And I think that's like what makes this one one of my favorites, honestly. Um, I was like so taken with how taken I was with it. 